buckle to say Not the kind that spit in your mouth Not the kind that make your game pounce Not the kind with tortillas G-A-L-K That show today Welcome to the most unoriginally named podcast, Taco Tuesday. There are many like it. This one is ours. That voice you hear is my co-host, Denise. Hey. And... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whether this is your first <laughs> or your 63rd time here. 63? For... Oh, my God. We're almost to 69. 69. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We're a weekly podcast about nothing. And yes, we understand that the uh, US of A is going to shit. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, we're just here to offer some respite um, from all of the all the madness out there. Um, so yeah, yes. So we're just here shooting the shit. And yes, we understand shit is crazy out there. But you know, we're not like some politically active podcast or anything like that. So just wanted to acknowledge that. I don't want to pretend like everything's fine. But at the same time, like Denise and I are not equipped to uh, you know discuss those issues. Anyways, it's true. It's last true. week we talked about TV themes. What yeah. are we talking about this week, Denise? We are talking about a TV show. <laughs> That's true. Reality TV, no less. Yeah. Hey, did you tell uh, your coworker about the show? Because he was asking you if you watched reality TV. I think maybe and that's the reason why he asked. Does he know that I work with students with special needs? Yeah. Oh, because I feel like I have to watch like... You don't shows. have to watch anything. You can read yes. like a research paper or something. <laughs> do you do that? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's been a long time. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yes. So it's about Love on the Spectrum. Yes. So Love on the Spectrum is an Australian reality TV show produced by Northern Pictures for the Australian Broadcast Corporation, which abbreviates to ABC, but it's not <gasps> the American Broadcasting Company. It's the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And totally America different. stole it. Yes. Uh, and currently, you can stream it in the U.S. via Netflix. Uh, it follows people on the autism spectrum as they explore the dating world. The first two seasons on Netflix are the Australian version, the original Australian show. Yes. And then we didn't know this, but when we had the jam session with Seaflo and Paul, yeah. right? Was it during the dam- jam yeah. session? Yeah. Chris- the jam session. <laughs> the jam session. Seaflow brought up Love on the Spectrum, and he's like, "Oh, what about like what about that so and so? I forget which one he was referring to." Yeah. And then I was like, "Uh," and he was like, "Yeah, Love on the Spectrum," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we watched that." And he's like, "Yeah, like so and so." I'm the same so and so because I don't remember the guy's name. And then I was like, "Uh, there no, was, yeah, we're remember. like, no, there was, I was like, yeah, yeah." And he described him, we were like, "No, like we don't remember that guy." And then it turns out there's a U.S. version yeah and we were like oh shit we didn't know that um so yeah so we only just recently started watching it i feel right Mm -hmm. yeah the american version of the show premiered in may of this year and it is also produced by northern pictures so that's the reason why you would hear like an australian accent when like the crew would talk to the cast or you call them cast whatever you call them yeah um yeah so there you go um but there are definitely some differences between the australian version and the u.s version and yeah. I guess we'll get to that. Denise, being an expert on the field. This is where you get fired. <laughs> as close to an expert as uh, we will get. Uh, she will take lead in this episode for the most part. And I will shut up. So these are my favorite episodes. I love them. I just want to say that the Australian version, I felt the Australian version was better. Okay. I feel like it focused on 
a variety. It's a spectrum. Like autism is a spectrum. It focused on a variety of people on the spectrum trying to find love. I feel like I don't mean to mansplain, but are you trying to say that it had a wider spectrum of people? Oh, it yeah, had very maybe. like low functioning people and then it had very high functioning people. And then this one, the, the American version also had that, but maybe there was a few more like extra people, I guess, like on the cast that they were following. I don't know. I guess the thing that I want to say is that it was more of an intro, I guess. And maybe that's why they made the second season or whatever. And it was more intense. Like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Maybe they were trying to introduce a person on the spectrum finding love. They wanted to find relatable people, I guess, like lovable and relatable people, which isn't always. No, charismatic in the sense that like, or maybe not charismatic, entertaining. No, because I feel like Americans was entertaining, but it went like in the opposite direction. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the the American version. No, no, no. The Australian version, I feel like was just like an introduction how do you mean i just said it of like relatable lovable people like characters that you could relate to or that you felt for a little bit more felt more empathy for yes maybe so not caricatures oh yeah maybe yeah which i agree with yes yeah so that's my main beef with the u.s version i guess since we're getting to that already it definitely felt more exploitative yes oh yeah the Australian version had cringe dates. Yes. And you felt awkward watching it and you were like, oh man, that's borderline cringy. But you felt like... It was genuine. Like, genuine? Well, no, like, gen- genuine? Genuine. Genuine. No, uh, I guess. But it was a part of their personality. It was a part of their journey. It was just everyone's journey. So it's like really difficult for me to explain. But what I was getting at is in the US version... They definitely seem to focus more on the awkward dates and give them more screen time and really like draw out the awkwardness. Oh, yeah. It, it felt wrong watching it, I guess. Because yeah. You definitely felt like, oh, they're just doing this for like, not shock value because it wasn't shocking, but just for entertainment purposes. Like, oh, look at these weirdos. Look how freaking awkward they are. Look at this girl saying that she's like falling in love with him and like. Yeah, they really nailed. Uh, I feel like she got a lot of screen time and it was really awkward. Um, I don't even know her freaking name, but. Rude. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. I don't, to be fair, I don't remember any and of them. And I knew, I knew the Australians' names. You know what I mean? Well, because you got two seasons with them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Anyways. I don't know. I definitely enjoyed the first season, like the Australian season. You got a second season one couple you know actually got married they had been together for a really long time oh, yeah, um, that's true. You, you could look it up too like there was there was some people that after the second season you thought they would be together but they're they're not you could look it up online or whatever they're not together anymore you know stalker oh well i wanted to know <laughs> i want to know how it ended okay you definitely got a lot more of the people that supported them in their life, I guess, cause you got two seasons, you know, like you got to see like their friends and their support system. You kind of got that here, but not really. One thing that I preferred in the Australian version over the U S version is, I don't know her official title. Would she have been like an occupational therapist or just like a relationship no. advisor? 
Just a therapist, a therapist in general. Okay, just a general therapist. Or like a psychologist. In both versions of the show, there was a woman who would kind of do house visits with some of the cast, kind of coach them through what you do on a first date and what's proper and what's not proper and, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, conversational points and all that. Yeah. The Australian lady, she seemed very genuine. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely like a lady that does this for a living. She was very good at her job. You could tell that she was excited, like genuinely excited for her her patients, her clients. I don't know what you call them. I don't know the technical term. And yeah, I don't know. She was just a more likable person. The US version, it was some... The other thing too, a lot of the cast in the US version were based in California. Yeah. Which I, I thought, thought was odd because I was like, there's got to be way more people with autism throughout the whole US but they were a lot of them. I feel like 80% of the cast was based in California, a big chunk of it in like Southern California. Mm-hmm. There was like two in LA, one in Long Beach. I thought there was two in Long Beach. Oh, I don't remember. There was the one man up in San Francisco. Yeah. It was just, I was like, all right. And then the one girl was in Florida. Whatever, who cares? But anyways, it was, it was, it was odd. So the occupational therapist lady, well, the therapist lady. Yeah. She was also based in Los Angeles and she just looked fake as fuck. I was like, lady, what the... Like, you could tell she was like, oh, I'm going to be on TV, so I got to dress up for the part. She just seemed like super fake the whole time. And then Denise took issue with some other parts of her whole background. I don't even know if I could say, but... Oh, oh, you can't? I thought you could. (sighs) I have issues with this. Um, That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to get fired. The psychologist in the American version was, I don't know if she was a psychologist or therapist or whatever the fuck she was. She was on the spectrum, but she was diagnosed as an adult. Mm -hmm. She mentioned that all of her kids were also on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. To me, it is what it is. You're on the spectrum. I have my opinions on an adult diagnosis and someone with a PhD. I'm assuming she had to have a PhD because she was a doctor, right? I think they did specify that under her title when they were like naming her off or whatever. I don't know. So it seems you have, well, yeah, you said it yourself. You have some opinions on the whole adult diagnosis thing, right? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go into that? Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay. So recently we have been following famous people b-listers i guess that this this is where it started i feel well i think you know can i get into that because that's we just we happen to follow a few specifically there's a comedian and there's a musician and they both recently disclosed that they were both diagnosed with autism uh, as adults basically i was like oh okay cool whatever like i'm not familiar with all this world of like autism and special Mm -hmm. needs and all this stuff so to me i was like oh okay i guess that's a thing cool but denise was like nah fuck that (laughs) (laughs) so anyways go ahead you said that not me all right i'm sorry denise what did you say (laughs) i just had never heard of an adult diagnosis i guess i just need more information more so can you explain how a child or a minor would be diagnosed with autism like what is that process like so that process in the school there's a school setting and there's a, a medical diagnosis clinical. clinical diagnosis as well it's made up of tests with the psychologist it's made up like for just the special ed diagnosis you know what i mean 
It's made up of, of tests, cognitive, functional. There's observations involved. Play observations and obviously surveys that go out to the parent, that go out to the teachers, depending on what age they are. Um, so there's a lot of information that comes in that's not, the child is just not aware of, I guess. They're just in the their environment. The child is just being themselves. Yeah, unobserved, you know. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, taking these tests, obviously, or right. whatever, but participating but the in the child these... basically isn't primed for anything. Yeah. They're just themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you just do the tests. They answer as themselves without any priming. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how the adult test goes. I'm assuming you're not going to be observed by a psychologist. You know what I mean? Like there's no observation. Like I'm assuming you take a survey, you take some test, you know, that but it's basically like if you know how to answer something like we've gone over this with other tests or whatever like you're going to be able to manipulate the test you know what i mean so is it kind of like when they say find out which friend's character you are yeah and then all the questions are very leading and you're like okay well obviously if i answer yes to these questions i'm gonna end up being chandler yeah or if i answer yes to these questions i'm gonna end up being fucking ross and then, yeah. you know, I obviously am a Rachel, so I answer as a Rachel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. Again, I don't know, but I'm so assuming okay. it's it's like that because there's no other way. There's no way. It's like, it's like you're going to tell the doctor, hey, I have trouble making eye contact. I walk on my toes. I'm socially awkward. I, I love routines. When my routine is interrupted, I get very upset and I have experienced anxiety. If you know about autism, you know how to answer those questions to get that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. If that's what's going to satisfy you. You know what I'm just you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. If you I have understand. autism and that's the truth, then, you know, go for it. But there are a lot of people. People lie. People are manipulative. People want shit, you know. People want that title. People will manipulate the world to to, to their advantage because of that diagnosis. You know what I mean? They're gonna there's gonna be some some you know abuse. Yeah, abuse. There you go. Right. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how it goes, but I have issues with the adult diagnosis. Okay. What I had a difficult time with was why would an adult want to be labeled as you know on the spectrum or whatever i was like like what benefit do they have like i don't think you get any kind of like government aid for it if you're already like you know functioning in society and like you're, if you're able. high functioning and yeah. you're able you have a job what is the benefit of that who knows you could say like oh my anxiety inhibits me from working and i need government help who knows who knows i don't know oh okay when we were talking about this earlier you made a better point i think which was that you could just claim discrimination if you're ever terminated from a job or something like that. Or anywhere, out anywhere, oh, and right, like right, try right. and sue. Right. Which, that's that's a fair point. That's true. We know, I'm, I've experienced people in society like that have a disability and have, you know, taken advantage of that, you know, like and tried to sue people, like several people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like in, in my line of work, we get sued all the time from people claiming that you know they were affected by like ada regulations and mm -hmm. all that like a parking lot not being ada compliant or something like that yeah um so yeah so yeah no there's definitely people that do game the system um for that sort of thing and then so that's your issue with that yeah that's my issue with that and i have yet to i, I don't know if i will ever will like have a conversation i we've heard interviews or conversations with those you know b-listers or whatever your c-listers you know talking about why they 
why they wanted the diagnosis, you know, and how it just made sense for them. All right. Any last comments, questions, concerns regarding the show or the whole topic of adult diagnosis or anything else? Uh, should I get tested? <laughs> I mean, what would you gain from that? You personally? I would gain knowledge. It would all on... make sense. No, I know. No, no, it would no, all no. click. Honestly, like, I wouldn't care. I've had people tell, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've had people tell me, like, and I, they've said it jokingly, like, in college, but they're like, dude, you're like, you're on the spectrum or whatever. Like, you're definitely on the spectrum. You know what I mean? I've just had numerous people tell me that I'm quirky and I take offense to that. I really do. And, you know, learning about autism, being in like the field or whatever, obviously you see things, but that that's across the board. Like you can see connections like with everything and anything, you know what I mean? Like if that's what you're looking for, you know, but I just think it would, it would give me more insight. Like I swear if I ever got tested, I wouldn't tell anyone the results. Like it would just be like, how does this go? Like, how did these B-listers like get tested? And like, can I manipulate the test? You know what I mean? Just give me more insight. And it's like, yeah, I would probably call up and be like, hey, I have this diagnosis now. Like, what are the benefits? Like, I would really like, because you know, I love behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would really love to get the behind the scenes of like, if I got an adult diagnosis, what benefits could I reap, reap, reap from that? I mean, there's nothing stopping you from getting the, test or what like if it's a shit ton it? of money then obviously if they're like oh dude that's out of pocket i'd be like oh no never mind fuck that <laughs> oh, well then yes yeah, even less reason like yeah. even less reason for these other people to have gotten that oh uh, what i was gonna say is if you are diagnosed with it then do i get any benefit from it like do i get like a stipend no or do i get like a medal oh you could be my caretaker bro Ooh, <laughs> boom there you go i get to work from home yeah Just there you like, go all right i'm taking care of my wife <laughs> all right I like that. Yeah, maybe do that then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, right. we know people that fucking abuse the system there too, you know? Well, don't put them on blast, bro. Jesus Christ. I'm not Christ. saying who. I'm just saying. Anyways. Yeah. Well, you don't um, know that many people, so it's going to be easier to narrow it down. Uh, definitely check out the Australian version, the American version. No, I feel like they really did exploit a few characters. Oh, I, I guess if you want to know not. the difference, just search Love on the Spectrum. The one that is just called Love on the Spectrum is the Australian version. The one that's called Love on the Spectrum US is the American version. So <laughs> and it's go. on Netflix. Well, they're both on Netflix. Yeah, both on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So if you have Netflix. All right. If you made it this far, thank you. We know there are a million different ways for you to spend your free time. Thank you for spending a few of those minutes with us. Denise, where can people reach you? At D for Music, D-E-E-F-U-R Music on Instagram. All right. And I believe this Friday... It's going to be the big debut of uh, oh, yeah. the, the 110 pod. Yes. You want to tell people about that? I haven't told people yet. I don't remember. I don't remember either. So I'm releasing my new podcast. It's a music podcast. It's a very short and sweet uh, music podcast. The 110 podcast. Well, short, short for sure. I don't yeah. know about the sweet part. But. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so it's basically one song in under 10 minutes. I basically talk about one song. <laughs> that yeah, you just doesn't that. have a lot of listens on spotify that's kind of like my basis like i'm shooting for less than 2000 listens on spotify like so if it has no number or less than 2000 like next to the track listing yeah i'm basically gonna play it for you and give a little review it's mainly people that i'm meeting at open mics or that i've met you know at the open mics or you know yeah basically open mics <laughs> yeah um, okay. 
just to make that connection we'll see how it goes so there you go since the episode won't be out by the time this episode comes out just know that the website is 110pod.com and then eventually it'll be on itunes and spotify and everywhere else where you listen to this podcast there you go if you want to reach the show email is the way to go rod at lppod.com that's rod at lppod.com if you want to see what i'm up to head on over to podheadrot.com also i just want to give a quick shout out again to music just in general because yeah it's been crazy and i couldn't have found um idols at a better time because it's oh, so aggressive Jesus. it's just good to bump it in the car and you're just like yeah i get that frustration fucking out hate that band dude that band is a fucking shit dude we saw rufus wayne right yeah, did we talk like about that did we talk about it though no, he no. was beautiful his voice was beautiful it made me cry oh, and God. the ford theater is amazing yes yes it was okay no yeah it was i i loved it i that just want nice. to make sure that we talked about that i don't think we talked about that that was time. it that's all you wanted to say about it yeah all right it was small dude any show you could see there of like someone that you semi even like if not love go for it dude take the, the shuttle theater, get there the early though get there early because you gotta take the shuttle in because yes. it's stacked parking yeah take the shuttle anyways yeah. just google it people yeah um but yes rufus wainwright i believe there's a post of that over on a uh, potheadrot.com if anyone wants to i gotta i gotta read it i haven't been over to that website well, no. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um yes so thank you very much and uh we will see you next week bye it's d-a-l-k dash o tuesday, tuesday.